Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I want to watch romantic comedy. Buddy, I hate to break it to you, but in the real world where I live, there's only two kinds of love stories. Boy loses girl and girl loses boy. That's all there is. Someone always gets left behind. You try to avoid that, you'll end up an old man toasting yourself with eggnog in the mirror on Christmas Eve. You'll end up dying in your own arms. Hello there. Hello. And welcome to romanticcomedycommentary.com, or as Sarah likes to call it, romcomcom.com. And this week, we are doing a unique film. Yeah. That's neither Sarah nor I had uh, seen before unique we picked. New York. Unique, you nor. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, very. But we are doing <laughs> Autumn in New York. Autumn in New York. The 2000. Mm -hmm. romantic comedy romance romance drama definitely a rom-drum a rom-drum starring richard Gere and winona Ryder. winona what did i say winona how do you say it winona how did i say it winona what's the difference <laughs> i'm hearing them exactly winona the same. winona 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 there you go winona it's Ryder. either a short eye or a long eye you're giving it a long eye like Winona Judd. We need to get this out of the way now. I'm going to say it the other way this whole time. <laughs> Winona. I, I would love to be able to change that quickly for you. <laughs> I cannot and we're going to need to so be okay with name. that. Win Winona. There you go. Winona Ryder Winona. is in this and she's delightful. Yeah. Man, this movie. Okay, we really got to start uh, listening to the Google rating because Google mm. gave this movie an 89%, which yeah. I highly disagree with. I like Rotten Tomatoes that gave it a 19% and Ugh, uh, something Metacritic called... Metacritic gave it a 24. This is... Sarah, this, here's what you need to know about how I watched this movie. It was on YouTube for free. Oh, wow. The whole, without ads? Literally the entire... Well, I don't want to say literally the whole movie because I'm really excited to find out there was a scene I didn't see, but oh. it was like the full... It was an hour and 45 minute movie wow. without ads hmm. on YouTube. I watched it on the Roku channel. And when I started watching it, it would just cut weirdly. And then I realized when I went back to watching it that there were supposed to be ads in there because then they put ads in later. <laughs> it was really annoying. So either way, if you really want to see this movie, you can get a hold of it. Oh, yeah. I guess. If you want to. Do you want to give a, like, a postage uh, stamp it's synopsis? It's like such I guess? a short story. Yeah. But, but for people that haven't seen right. Autumn in New York? Well, big surprise, it's autumn in New York. <laughs> and Richard Gere has classically feathered gray hair, and he is a restaurateur in Manhattan who is a total womanizer. Anthony LaPaglia is his best friend slash business partner. And one day, Winona Ryder comes in to this restaurant and he sees her with a group of friends celebrating someone's birthday and realizes it's her birthday and then wheedles his way into her life and then her grandma he already knew because he had a thing for her mom back in the day but she somehow tragically died young along with her dad I guess in some sort of accident they never really said but Elaine Strick is in it Strick right Stritch S-T-R-I-T-C. We've already established Trick. I cannot Stitch. pronounce names correctly. Okay. And he gets her to go to this ball with him where she designs the horrible hat. And then they start dating. And then they go to this Halloween party and he runs into an ex. And they go up on the roof of Anthony DePaulo's house and apparently have sex. And she calls him out and figures it out and, like, wants to break up with him. And then he try he wheedles his way back in and they are back together again. But she's dying of a mysterious tumor thing in her chest. And there's no hope. And she doesn't want this experimental surgery. But somehow he fakes a bunch of records and gets into all of her shit and hires this doctor from Cleveland, played by J.K. Simmons, in a role that... 
he's way too good for her. <laughs> and then she faints on the ice at Rockefeller Center and it's starting to be Christmas time and they're celebrating and then she faints again when he's decorating for Christmas and then J.K. Simmons comes in and tries to do the surgery right before she's going in Richard Gere whispers this weird poem to her and then they go into the surgery and she doesn't make it and J.K. Simmons throws his medical hat down and then it pans out uh, the skyline of New York and the fucking thing is over the end (laughs) did you (laughs) up front did you enjoy this movie no, at all? Okay, not neither did at I. All. This was a tough it watch. It bad. But it, and you said it right. Like J.K. Simmons, he his scenes, he was good in it. Yeah. Like I believe that dude was a doctor that knew oh, what yeah. he was doing. Yeah, he's great. What was going on Elaine with everyone? Stretch is great too. Ah man. But but her character doesn't make a bit of sense. She's an outspoken, sassy broad, and then Winona Ryder calls her on it after. Richard Gere cheats on her and she's like, why didn't you tell me about him? Why didn't you? That's what family does. They look out for each other. And it's like, what the hell does this have to do with the rest of the movie? They never come back to their relationship. They never establish what their relationship is like to begin with. So for her just to yell at Elaine Stritch like that makes no sense contextually. I mean, it's a fine thing if you know what their relationship is, but no freaking idea. And then yells at her and they never are on screen together again. And yet this movie is an hour and 45 minutes. How? How is it that long I think and it does most nothing? of it is Winona Ryder running her hands through a set of beads <laughs> that are hanging from a doorway. Like, <laughs> while this weird music is playing. I swear to God, that was a third of the movie. Like, just like, looking out the window longingly and touching these paper cranes she's made. I'm like, okay, it's, it's one thing to be an artist great her stuff like sucked <laughs> oh you didn't like the goofy hats that she made like, for her maybe party it's at the because beginning? it was filmed in like 19 i assume it was filmed in the fall of 99 because it has to be fall for a lot of these scenes because it wasn't released until august of 2000 so it had to be fall of 99 that they filmed most of it and what like hat with like dealy boppers coming off of it. With, Wait, like, what's a dealy bopper? Like these like bing, 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 bing. Like weird like wire. Wait, and was that okay? That's things. the other question. Was this what this girl did for a job? Apparently, because he called Richard Gear. I feel like everyone was like, she's dying. Let her do. Just let what her do her wants. thing. Okay, she's twenty two. She went to art school and now she's dying. Just let her do it. Because he calls her. She's bad, but it's okay because she's dying. Wouldn't she? And she, he goes, or she asks, well, what what size is her head? Yeah. She's like asking these All questions. Heads are like, the same. I mean, they're not, but. But she's like, oh, I can like, put. Like when you knit and stuff, like you assume all heads are 22 inches around. But, but then she is, oh, well, I can put a thing in it to whatever. And then the thing she brings that's a hat mm-hmm. is basically like a little hair clippy it's a skull type. cap. Yeah. yeah. With dealy no, boppers on it. There was no size involved cranes. in that. And yeah, yeah, it doesn't a matter. coming off. doesn't matter. So then, he, so then she comes over and he's like, oh, my date bailed on me. And then he's like, you wouldn't want to go, would you? How did she not see this coming? Yeah. Richard Gere. And Gear. he's like, well, I have the dress. I'm like... Who has the dress? Like, who has some woman's dress that she's not using anymore? <laughs> like, I have the dress. Oh. Number one, it's white. Number two, it's satin, so it's shiny white. Is that... It's a weird thing to wear if you're not getting married. Oh, okay. Okay. Especially in the fall. Because that's after Labor Day? Yeah. Yes. But even in the summer, everyone would think you were getting married. Number three, it has this weird, like, collar drape thing i don't know if it's a scarf or a collar and then it has clear plastic hoops oh yeah that yeah, have yeah, been yeah. created as a scarf or yeah, something what was that, about? that hangs around her neck i don't know if it's a big necklace or a scarf but they're basically clear iridescent plastic loops interconnected i'm like <laughs> What is happening? It's is this bold, was this Fashion Week in 1999? It's a bold choice by Richard Gere if he chose that dress. Yeah. Well, someone else picked the dress out, I'm sure, and just had it delivered. Maybe, I don't know. or maybe he did pick it. But that it. the accessorizing. Hey, hey, hey. This movie was 
all over the place. Yeah. How creepy. From And I love Richard Gere. Once he came out. Okay, so, so here's the context I started this movie with. Sarah and I were trying to pick another movie to mm. do. And we said... Well, it's, Let's do it's fall. fall. Let's do a fall movie. Mm-hmm. And so she started looking through and went, oh, here's one autumn in New York. Neither of us knew anything about it. Mm-hmm. Not sure where it was big found. Actors. Yeah, and big actors. In New York. And kind of went, okay, well, this has to be. Yeah. A ro- so I started the movie thinking this was going to be a romantic comedy and thinking with every turn of the plot, like, oh, okay, it's about to steer into something fun here. Mm-hmm. Never no. got there. So when Richard Gere so came on, it's like, oh, Richard Gere's going to be, he's going to be like goofy Richard Gere. Like, okay, that never really came. Yeah. And then they start talking about the girl's parents and, or the mom, sorry, the mom started talking about the mom. Sarah, I was sure, I was 100% sure that the turn was going to be that Richard Gere was her dad and she was going to fall in love with another guy. Like 20 oh. minutes into the movie, I thought that was going to be I the movie. I thought it was going to be, he was her dad accidentally. Whoops. Yeah, this is terrible. Well, no, and then one, well once, <laughs> <laughs> well when, once they had sex, that's when I was like, okay, well Uh-oh. he's not her dad. Yeah. You still thought at that point he could be no, her dad. He's Vera Farmiga's dad, and that was weird because she like spotted him at the ball and was being super weird to Winona Ryder, and like staring at him with her big blue eyes, and we were like, who the fuck is this lady? And then we find out that that's his actual daughter who we totally dumped. And it's like, why is she in the story? There's no explanation for anything. For why any of this happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like none of these relationships make sense. Yeah. And there's very Because little... they don't go anywhere. And even at the end, like, oh, okay, Richard Gere's like hanging out with his grandson, but that's yeah. about it. Like that's like, about what the have only... you learned? Have you, is this a building drummer? Have you learned anything? I don't think it is. Or is this just a weird slice of life shit where it's like, look at this piece of shit. Oh no, something bad happens. I guess he has a grandson. The end? I was. I should say, at the, we, I forgot in the synopsis. At the very end, it shows him and Vera Farmiga in a boat on, I assume, a pond in Central Park. And he's feeding the baby that she had. So that's his grandson. And no one's steering this boat. And she's sitting up in the front of the boat, weirdly crouched like she's somehow relaxed while he's feeding the baby in an awkward position. Having fed many babies many times, that's terribly uncomfortable. I don't want a baby on a boat, first of all. I don't want a baby on a boat. And if you're the mom, you're not like way up in the bow of the boat hoping to tip it slightly. You know, like it doesn't make any sense. It's not a relaxing situation at all. It's like, so this movie made you uncomfortable at about every single yeah, turn. Yeah, made no fucking sense. I just, I do just want to go back. Are we sure that Richard Gere isn't her dad? Like they did, did that yeah. get confirmed? Remember, because Elaine they, Strick said they never oh, had that's right. sex. Because the mom was into Richard Gere, mm-hmm. but he wasn't into her? Or was it the other way around? He, no, she was into him. That's right. But he, it was almost like... He, it's almost like he's making up now for the feelings he had for the mom that he ran away from. And it kept, I, I think what even made it creepier for me is he kept bringing it up. She, she Winona Ryder, kept bringing mm-hmm. it up. They were bringing it up at moments where like, if my, if my mother got brought up in these moments, <laughs> the mood would be ruined. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, like. And your mom doesn't even know your girlfriend or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine it, it, that they had their own whole relationship. I think that's part of maybe what drew her to him is that he did know her mom and she, her mom is still a bit of a mystery to her. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but again, you wouldn't, like, they're in bed. It's very edible. There's, yeah. There's like, they're in bed and she's asking questions yeah. about her mom. Like. I'm Richard Gere. No, I think I'm going to steer the conversation the elsewhere. The sex scene too is very strange because where did that big glass pane come from? Why are they pressed up against it? What? What's happening? Like, isn't she dying? Like, be careful. Oh, wait. Yeah. You know what? That's another really good question. What is she dying of? Because I thought at one point they it's said... It's like a glioblastoma? But isn't that said? something in your brain? Neuroblastoma is oh, in your neuroblastoma. brain. Oh, neuroblastoma. Okay. The glioblast... I thought it, they said glioblastoma. I'm not sure. Apparently, those humors are in her chest cavity. And they keep growing and eventually 
It restrict her heart from working. But what I don't understand whatsoever and that they don't go into is apparently this surgery can only be done when she's about to die. Yeah, like why can't it be done now? Yeah, wouldn't now make a lot more sense? Right. Maybe uh, I know why. Because okay. the surgery is so dangerous in and of itself that she will that it has to be a last resort situation. Because she where probably she's, will die. Where if you yeah, she will die if you don't do it. So the risk is worth it at that point. Okay. Because I was trying to follow that in this movie. Yeah. And that was one part that I could just not Next reconcile time she with. Faints, she won't wake up. Call me then. Okay, J.K. Simmons. Well, and then he also, okay. If, if, I, was, if I was dying of something mm-hmm. and I had made my peace with it. And then I was dating someone who did all forged documents to try and <laughs> circumvent my all wishes. All the shit that I'd already been through. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be like, fuck you, buddy. I don't know what I'd do in that situation. I think I would be bothered. Quite. I think I'd be insulted. Like, right. no, no, no. This is the, my decision has been made. You do not get to make it because all of a sudden you're here. Right. And yet she seemed... It's just two people making a series of bad decisions that they know better. It progressive, it's bad decisions that they are making yeah. progressively even worse decisions and on top of. And I think the of. whole theme was like, love conquers all. In this love, case, it did not conquer love all. Love conquers all of these bad decisions. Love is worth it, even though we both know this is a bad idea. And we both know there's an end date to this. And this, you know, it's like, but love, love. And I'm like... Why though? Why? Where is the love? Yeah. Like, I thought their interactions with each other as a whole did not feel no. very romantic. There was no chemistry. It felt almost fatherly to me. It and felt it, like animosity. Yeah, I guess kind of fatherly. I mean, again, I come back to, I still think there's a chance Richard Gere was her father. <laughs> like maybe that was in the original plot. I, and, and as you watch it too, the way it's laid out, if you change the music in this thing, it's like kind of, you know, Jazzy. yeah, mm-hmm. you change that to something in a minor key. This mm. is a horror movie. Like the first half of it of Richard Gere, how he's like kind of stalking her ask mm. you. The first and second act could be a <laughs> horror movie. We just changed the third in the movie. It's a horror movie. <laughs> I mean, really, it is. You change the music in the third act. You just have him doing a few splice in a few scenes of him killing other people on the sly well, or even you wouldn't even if he went up that. to the roof and he killed that woman instead of sleeping with see her. you if you kept that more vague you mm. wouldn't even need to show it it could just be mm-hmm. man instead of figuring out how to turn this into a romantic comedy we should just figure out how horror to turn movie. it into a horror movie yeah <laughs> it's fall because then it could just through the movie people could just kind of mention to him when he's around my nona writer like oh no one have you seen have you spoken to so-and-so and she just she disappeared. haven't heard from her in a while. Oh, no, I haven't. Because he's a total womanizer. He's like always with these series of women. He can just keep And he kills killing them. them. Yeah. Oh, my God. This would be great. And is that why he maybe he wanted to murder Winona Ryder before the Grim Reaper took her himself? Yeah. Maybe that's what he was at the end crafting when she couldn't look around. Maybe it was some sort of murder apparatus <laughs> behind that curtain. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's what gave her the heart attack. Is she oh, came around geez. the corner and saw her. <laughs> his her his murder room. His murder room, like his huh. Christian Grey type setup oh, murder the red room. room. Hmm. Is that what it is? Yes, I read all three of those books. Oh, are they terrible? Really awful. Really, really bad. The second and third, especially. According to... Um, <laughs> horrible. Just the writing is so horrible. According to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the those books' popularity were responsible for keeping a paper mill open. Wow. And I forget where, but it was Jesus. one of their one of their questions, like, which of these is the truth about it? And oh it, it kept gosh. a paper mill open because it was printing that many copies of that. Jesus. Wasn't it just softcore pornography? Not softcore. Oh, it was pretty hardcore <laughs> pornography. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I also heard that it gained so much popularity because uh, of e-readers. So people could read it without Slightly. others seeing them. Yeah. Have you ever seen... I may have even sent, sent them to you. There's a subreddit called Men Write Women. Oh, Jesus, yes. It, it is. is so horrible. <laughs> she breasted boobily down the stairs. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my god. Oh, they're just great. So ridiculous. I really just anybody that has to check that out, look it up right yeah, now. I'm men almost right it's women. like yeah, men right women. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I wrote it men right women. It is <laughs> breasted. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> he thought he nailed it. I mean, that was just a joke, but oh god. It, at the very least, there are a couple real things we can talk out of this movie, I feel right. like, that are relevant and probably will come up in other romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. But he jokes a lot about <laughs> him being too old for her. Yeah. He's supposed to be 48. Yeah. I don't think he looks 48 in this movie. I think Richard Gere looks wonderful. Do you know how old he really was? How old was he? 51. No kidding. Yeah. I would have put him at like mid-40s tops. Yeah. Really? I think he looked, he's he's like a Steve. Looks great. Yeah. yeah. He's like Steve Martin. He got yeah. all of his aging out of the way mm-hmm. early. And um, and she was playing 22, but she was actually 29. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She, I buy her for 22 in this. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I guess that's the. Such a tiny little person. What is the. uh what is the youngest? I guess the, this is where I'm getting at. All right. He's 49 in this movie. She's like 21, 22. 48. 48. Because he even cracks her. 48. What is... So I'm 35 now. I just turned 35. Yeah. What is the youngest woman I could date it's before you said something? half your age plus seven. Half my age plus seven. Yeah. So that would be what? 35. That takes me down 17 to... 17 and a half. That takes me to 20... That'd be 24? 24, 25? You think I could get away with dating a 24-year-old? No, I'd make merciless fun of yeah, you. Yeah, that's the real question. I'm not asking for a... But a, that's supposedly the propriety okay. line. Okay, but not propriety line. I'm asking you, so Sarah, 48 line. What's the age that... Divided by two is 24. 24 plus seven. So she's way under that. Yeah. But what is the youngest I could date without you making fun of me? Oh. Not saying I'm ever going to. I'm just curious Probably what that line like 29. is. 29. 29, okay. Hmm. 28, maybe. 28, huh. Okay, okay. You get younger than that, and it's like a different Different, a whole different thing, yeah. Okay. Because we're older millennials, right? I think so. We're right on the cusp of millennials whatever we are. I think we're in that weird subgroup where it's like, we're not actually millennials, we're like... Zennials or something, hmm. or it's like we grew up without the internet or something, and then yeah. got it. And I, I, I get what you're saying. It's like we understand jump. all of the technology, but we're not nearly as immersed in it. Mm. When here's the weird thing, I'm not saying I would date a 28 year old or younger mm-hmm. because it, it, the few times I've hung around people that are They're even insufferable. For, oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm and I think like, it's, was I like this? No, I think it's in line with what you're saying. It's that there is such a big gap between yeah. what we experienced at those just the way the world mm-hmm. developed so quickly. Like I think it'd be easier to date someone. 10 years older. That was the flip side of my question, yeah. Sarah. What is the oldest woman that you think I could date before you would make, before you would say something? Because by your math. Oh, I'd probably say something past 40. Because by your but math. But I would, I would still approve if she was under 45. Let's see, you said seven. So by your, ooh, by your math, the divide by two add seven. Mm-hmm. I'd, I could be dating someone that's 56. I feel like you, you could be. I feel like <laughs> I would be getting mercilessly made fun of oh, for, for that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be getting cougar jokes all yeah. over the place. I don't feel like I could go over. And this is not me saying me personally. I think the moment I got past about forty-three, I think mm-hmm. that's where I'd be getting made fun of by someone. Yeah. Okay. So my range is about forty. Is still a hard line for us thirty-five-year-olds. Like once you're over forty, it's like ah. Yeah. Shit. But again. 35 now you know that's i've, I've kind of crested that hill i'm, I'm getting, once you're 40 the whole world opens up to you everything doesn't matter anymore yeah. it's just wide open you can go up to 50 or down to 25 i don't know well i'm glad to know that my range is like somewhere in the like 28 ish to 40 yeah you got like seven years yeah give it your plus or minus i mean in a way, it's freeing to know those numbers, but at the same time, like, it hurts a little bit to know that I couldn't date, like, a 27-year-old, but I wouldn't want to either. <laughs> oh, my God. So I go, every once in a while, I go down for tailgates at OSU. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And mm-hmm. a college kid will wander over every once oh, in a God, while. And you cannot hold a conversation <laughs> with those people for 30 seconds. <laughs> 
I just don't. I had to be like that, but my lord. Yeah. I hate to think that I was. I'm sure I was. Yeah. Ugh. Although I get along really well with Brian's cousins who there's only one. There are two now who are still in college and one who just graduated. And we're we're close. We're good friends. But um, maybe maybe they're just superior because they're Schmitz. I don't know. <laughs> well, they're, they're family to you, so you have to like them. No, <laughs> I'd still hate them. If I, no, if definitely, I that doesn't. They're just fun. The Schmitz are fun, but I've been teaching at CCAD. Oh my! Those kids. Oh, this is relevant. Yeah. Yeah, like some of them are great. Mm. Really invested. Yeah. I really like them in general. They're you know they're artsy. They care about learning how to do stuff and how it works, and that's fun. Um. But there is a group of three of them who just, I, they act like they're 13 years old and they're 19 and 20. And it's like, my dad called and I said, can I get more money to buy sheets, dad? <laughs> Jesus. And he was like, no. And they're all just giggling. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like when I was in high school, I always got made fun of for not being able to do anything. And here I am in art school. And I'm like, is this funny? Are you? Is this funny? Are people just laughing sympathetically? It's just really young. I think back to some of the things that I said in undergrad. Some of these poor teachers had to hear, and it probably was just like that. Yeah. Where it's just like, what am I doing here? I have a... Well, I'm just overhearing them talk to each other and like commiserating with each other. And I'm like, oh, God. But then there's a girl down the group who's like, I work full time and I only go to school two days a week because that's all I can afford right now. And then my roommate wonders like why I'm never around and I can't, I just have too much to do. And I'm like, Oh, you're doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's different. Yeah. Huge discrepancies. Absolutely. I was, I was the one that you talked and said a lot of nothing and then <laughs> wanted, too. and then wanted new sheets. <laughs> yeah, no, I was unfortunately that kid. Except I also had a lot of political opinions. So I'm sure I was fun. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't have anything to really say, but I was hoping that if I kept opening my mouth, eventually something oh, good would come out. And thus I was, someone a would connect with one. It. Thus I was a tour guide. So yeah. I just, I just word vomited all yeah. day, every day. Yeah. Uh, and so, oh man. That. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, what else? Do we have anything else actually involving this movie? Oh, God. I mean, it was directed by Joan Chen, who is the first Asian woman to direct a wide-release U.S. film. And I'm blown away. She's only directed two, maybe three things in her biography, says, and they were all well-received, critically well-received. I'm like, "Mm, no. But she was, if anyone is a Twin Peaks fan, she was the the Asian mill, the beautiful young Asian mill owner in Twin Peaks. Did you watch that? I watched like four episodes of the first, you know, the first run yeah, of it. She's in it. But but I I didn't pay enough attention, so I stopped and I need to restart it because uh, I was very lost. Because I was like I was doing my usual thing where I eat and watch a thing. And yeah. I get really invested in food. The sandwich. Yeah, I was. Very- <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, that's her, hmm. Joan Chen. I don't know why she directed this. I don't know what her feeling was about it. But the writer's name is Allison Burnett. And it is a he. A he named Allison. Which leads me to my opinion that I like dudes with girl names. I think it's great. The flip side? What? My a very good friend of the show, Mike Donahoe, and I, yeah. many times in high school, had conversations about how much more attractive we found girls with, dude with guys' names. names. A Brian Sam- said that too. A Samantha called Sam for whatever no, reason. I, I always wanted to be Joe Josephine. I wanted to name a girl Josephine and call her Joe. Oh, or I, I wanted like to a... be Josephine and be called Joe. I do like that. Yeah, see, I like that too. So Weird. wait, what other girls' names do you like on guys? Male Stacy. Um, Male Stacy. What's his name? Uh, it's from it's from uh, Broad City. Um, <laughs> what is his name? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen plays Male Stacy. It's so good. Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach is like great. He's like a badass. 
Um, from I mean, from Gone with the Wind, uh, Ashley. She's in love with Ashley. He's like the dreamboat. Uh, even Rhett is kind of ambiguous now. Rhett Butler. Um, I like dudes named Kelly. My cat, my male cat, I named Kelly when I was a kid. Um, what else? Lindsay. That, wait, Lindsay? I've never heard Lindsay as a guy's what? name. No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. Huh. My um, brother-in-law's brother is a big dude. You will not want to F with him. And he's also a snake, um, like a herpetology expert. And his name is Lindsay. Hmm. Everyone calls him Lynn. Man, I'm, I'm going through a list of... Uh, guys' names or girls' names, traditional girls' names for guys. Mm-hmm. Some of them... They're not I'm, traditionally girls' names. They got usurped by girls. Whatever you want to say. I was trying They're to... traditionally guys' names. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can never pick which side of the gender line I'm supposed to be on, Sarah, you fighting for. You have to be on either one. Gender is fluid. <laughs> Aver- it says Avery. So yeah, Avery. Avery, that... Ah, see? Skylar. I oh, love Skylar. Aubrey. Aubrey. I've never met a male Aubrey. What? No. They're all Southern. Oh, well, then that's why. I don't go under, I don't go below the Mason Dixon. Apparently. I don't, I'm not suited for that hot disposition. <laughs> My disposition isn't for that hot climate. <laughs> I would, this, this, uh, this flower would be Wilton in the South. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bailey. I could see him. Bailey. Blair? Blair. A, a guy Blair? I know a guy Blair. Yeah. Blair Cornell. Dana. Of course. Dana, Dana Carvey. Dana. Yeah. Gail. Okay. Okay. Gail, yeah. I do. I like I said, a Joe. I can go with a girl named Joe, mm-hmm. a, a Samantha, a Sam. Yeah, I mean, I used to teach at CCA or at Columbus State. I had a Tyler who was a girl. I had a Blair who was a girl. Um, Emma has a classmate named Blaze who's a boy. Wait, is named what? Blaze. Blaze. Yeah. Your daughter goes to school with a boy named Blaze. Yeah. Did his parents know what they burdened him with at birth? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a family name. I think his dad's name is Blaze. He is going to be the most popular guy at the Fish Cover Band show he sees when he's in high school. 100%. <laughs> well, Brian's best friend is Rank, or best friend from grade school. His name is Rank. Rank. The third. Rank the third? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, this other, I found another one on momjunction.com, cute boy names for girls, and the first one is Ace. Oh, Yeah, that's dumb. Come on. Aiden, Alex. Oh, they Aiden. just have them all in order. This is just every name in the book in order. Oh, this yeah, is that's silly. how they go. No, that's silly. Um, Daryl? So- A girl named Daryl? Daryl Hannah, dude. Oh, you're right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that one. Gary. It has Gary. Gary. You would name a girl Gary? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I never want to name a girl a, a name that came from a guy name. Like one of my professors at UD, her name was Albertina. She's named after her dad, Albert. Oh, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. I had a friend. Not doing it. I had a friend in uh, college that she would call me Justine. And I don't remember Aww. how that started, but she would like stick to it. But in like public places where Justine. people didn't know me. And I get like some weird looks when she'd come. Oh, Justine, come over here. What are you doing? People don't know me. I feel like Owen's a good both ways. What? We are not agreeing on a single one of these. I feel like Owen can be just as much a guy's name as a girl's name. It's a guy's name. I feel like I knew an Owen. A there girl was a girl. Owen? Yeah, I knew a girl Owen. I've never heard that. And a great professional wrestler, Owen Hart. Is a girl? Was a guy. Was a guy. It's yeah. a guy's name. And I knew a girl named Owen. Oh, Two Jesus. of the Owens I know, one on one side, one on the other of the wall. Girl and the guy. There's a guy in our neighborhood who likes to um pass out business cards. Mo and Owen. He mows oh, people's lawns. I like that. What's a name that has to be on one side? Like one that could not go on the other. Charlotte. How did you do that so quick? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but Charlotte, I think, came from Charles. I so. would assume as much. So there's that. Well, you know what? It's kind of unfair that, to play this game with you because you've named children. You've probably yeah. looked through books Ton. consciously. There's a Tinder of... for baby naming. And you can... Wait, what? Yeah, there's an app. No, you're gonna, yeah, you're going to need to walk the dog on this. There's an app that's like Tinder where you swipe left or swipe right and you connect it to your partner's app and then it shows you the ones you agreed on. 
Wait, but other people swipe left and right? No, we do. Both of us. You, they just give us names and I Oh, either it'll swipe give you random or, names yeah. if you both say yes. And it then gives it'll you. tell us which ones we agreed on. Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. I thought mm-hmm. you meant it was like a Tinder baby name thing in that you're farming it out to other people to be like, stupid oh, name no. for that baby, stupid name <laughs> for that baby. No. I like that baby name. Stupid just name. Just swiping for that baby. left and swiping right. Well, that's a fun app. Yeah. Just back to the movie though. Oh, yeah, there that. was there was two lines in it. One I one that I wrote down was your opening line: the two kinds of love stories in this world. Yeah. Boy, boy, I thought that girl. was great. Yeah, that came. That was a moment of um, kind of clarity. Yeah, come to, yeah, come to Jesus kind of thing. And it came at a weird time, right in the middle. But that's when I still had hope it was going to turn around and be a romantic comedy. <laughs> All these actors, how did they sign on to this? I, what happened? I just don't think anyone knew what this movie what what they yeah. wanted it to be. It, it didn't it's feel like it committed. Mess. Yeah, it didn't commit it's to big anything. Actors, yeah. Anthony Lapaglia, Lapaglia, uh, second is what appearance, people second appearance on this yeah. podcast. First being in uh, So I Married so an Axe Murderer, yeah. and uh, Elaine Stritch. Stritch, don't know yet. Don't, we'll never know. I mean, they're all big. I really want to know who her mom would be if she were alive. Who? Well, I mean, on this Laura podcast, it's obviously, it would obviously be Laura Dern on this podcast. What the hell am I talking about? Yeah. Laura Dern. <laughs> Laura Linney, too. She could pull it off. Um, yeah, but who could play like Winona, Winona Ryder's mother? <laughs> That's what I mean. I know, Yeah, I'm trying. Laura Linney, you're saying? Or Laura Dern. But they're too close in age to Winona Ryder. I'm thinking Laura Linney now. Or mm. Laura Dern now. Either of those Lauras would be great. Um, mm. What? Mm. What? Mm. I have one that you are not going to agree with. That uh, would have at least been an interesting casting decision. Yeah. What about... To play Winona Ryder's, maybe not mom in this, but maybe replace the grandmother with. Let's replace the grandmother with this. You'll see where I'm going in a second. Liza Minnelli. All right. I could see that. I would love that. You couldn't do that 19 years ago. She'd be too young. Then Liza Minnelli Minnelli could be the mom then. What if Liza Minnelli was the mom? Hmm. Oh, yeah, because that was like 20 years ago. She's 70 now. That would put her 76. I would put her 53 at the making of this movie. That makes sense. Liza Minnelli is the mom. (laughs) Tell me that's not good casting. I don't see her and Richard Gere falling in love. (sighs) I don't know. I love Liza. (laughs) Have you seen (sighs) Sex and the City 2? Yes. She's in it. Oh, her little cameo in that. I can't think of what she did in it. She's at the wedding at the beginning. Of, I've uh, never seen the first one, but I saw the second one. You're not missing in the much. theater. Neither of them are missing much. But the the second one, she does a performance at the wedding mm. uh, at the beginning of um I can't think of his name, but one of my favorite actors whose name I also can't think of uh, at the wedding, and at the end she just goes good luck, and then finishes <laughs> out, and it's like it's fantastic. It's a wonderful number. Mm. Love Liza. Okay. You know who would be? I'm trying to think of like who somebody like whimsical like Winona was being and like kind of dreamy all i can think of but all these people i'm thinking of are blonde i need somebody with dark hair like i was thinking like stevie nicks stevie nicks wonderful uh i don't know one of the women from heart one of the women from heart yeah what about oh my god carly wilson that would be i don't know having a hard time on this one you know who we could pair with her? What? As the mother. What? And it's been cast before. And I would actually like to see her opposite Richard Gere. What? I'm about to blow your mind. Catherine O'Hara. Oh. They, that would be fun. Because it would be a Beetlejuice reunion yeah. for Winona Ryder See, I her. was doing the opposite. Or I was doing a similar thing, but going a different path Edward Scissorhands. I was trying to come up with who is her mom in Edward Scissorhands. Oh, wait, I can look that up. Because then we could get Johnny Depp to play. You were literally just trying to think of the mom. You were trying to work backwards for the mom in Edward Scissorhands. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking up the full cast and crew, but it doesn't just say mom. Would the mom's name be Peg? Hell if I know. Diana Weist? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, then that's her. That would be fun. 
We can see that. <laughs> so what you're saying, no, you know what? I want to go with, yeah, actually either of us, either of yeah. us would work. We agreed that this movie could work best They've as like a, thriller, a thriller or like a, yeah. a darker movie. Mm-hmm. Let's just make it a Beetlejuice or Edward Scissorhands reunion. Yes, like a sequel, a much later day sequel. Oh my God. Come on. Throw Tim Burton in the director's chair That's for this thing. That's why he's such a good chef and then the because hats. he's got the scissor hands. Wait, 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 wait. You're proposing replacing (laughs) Richard Gere in this film with Edward Scissorhands. No, Richard Gere is Edward Scissorhands. (laughs) Wait, no, no. no. Older Edward Scissorhands. Oh, no, no, no. I got it. I got it. I got it. He's not autistic anymore. No, no, no. no, no. I got it. I got it. I got it. Edward Scissorhands (laughs) plays the part of Jim LaPaglania. LaPaglia. Oh, boy. And then... Joe LaPaglia. Richard Gere, whatever his name is. <laughs> and then Richard Gere is his brother, like, I don't know, Richard Scissored Hands. And so it's the Scissor Hand <laughs> Brothers. Hands. It's the Scissor Hand Brothers taking New York and finding love in autumn. They can either be chefs or they can be landscape architects. Or hairdressers. Slash gardeners. Yeah, or hairdressers. Oh my God. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. And Edward then Scissor Hands is Nicolas Cage, and that's where his hand went. Oh my God. <laughs> And on the weekends, they go to Central Park and do topiaries. And he does eye sculptures. Oh, my God. (laughs) In the winter. This is a good movie. I would watch this movie. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. I want to watch this movie over the one we watched. I know, right? That would be great. I don't even know. Is it still horror? Where are we? I don't know exactly. I actually think we should go full romantic comedy at this point and just have the Edward Scissorhands boys in New York. The scissor hands. Oh, I love it. I have three points this movie made me think of, but they are fairly serious in their nature because okay. this movie just ends up going in that na- that that uh, that direction. Yeah. Have you ever really thought about? And I'm gen- I'm really asking this: what it would be like to have to have? You've never had like? Have you ever had surgery other than like small hand stuff or what? You know, like little things. I had two C sections. Okay. Well, I guess yeah, yeah. I guess that's real surgery. I've never had anything like that. Like I've tried wrapping my head around if I knew, you know, like I was going in to have like major surgery. I mean, like heart replacement surgery. Mm-hmm. What is the drive to the hospital like? What is the moment Ugh. you get wheeled in? Like, what kind of courage does that real. take? Yeah. yeah. I mean, was that like your mindset going in to get a C-section yeah. kind of? Absolutely. Like, how do you get into that car? I mean, I just, I don't even understand what the, where your headspace is at. Is it just like, well, I have to do this? Well, she was not getting in a car to go. Yeah. She had fainted yeah. and was already in the hospital. I know, but I'm trying to make just even the mindset of being that ill and knowing what's coming and yeah. like if you were gonna have to go get a surgery to potentially fix it like i i've tried wrapping my head around that i don't know how i'm getting in that car. i mean i just don't understand yeah the, the and i've i've met you know you younger kids that have had so yeah i've met younger kids <laughs> that have had these major surgeries yeah. and i don't understand i am in awe of of that yeah. so i just didn't know if you had any kind of insight or anything in that other than i'm just amazed and well mine isn't so much like that because you're just tired well, of being pregnant by then yeah but yours also is like what's that like getting in the car and knowing like we're leaving as fucking th- life is gonna change yeah, yeah. we're leaving it's as weird. two or we're leaving as three and like knowing you don't get to walk back in the door the same yeah and, like walk like you just do it. You can't think like that. You just can't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can, but you literally, you, you shouldn't. And also you really can't because you just don't know what it's going to be like. There's no way you can conceptualize it. You just do it. And that you're just too deep at that point that mm-hmm. you, the train has come off the tracks. There's no, <laughs> there's no writing it. There's yeah, there's no going back. I mean, I've only had the only other thing in this movie that really connected with me is really the only time that I did get in a car and things kind of changed. But it was, uh, well, not the only time, but one of them. Um, And it was when a friend passed away. And that, you know, like when I saw J.K. Simmons throw that hat down, Mm -hmm. like everybody just knew. I went right back to a moment when I walked into a hospital and I saw everybody with their heads down. And there was just that weird, mm-hmm. no one had to speak, and you knew everything that happened. Yeah. With, and it was just a really, that is a weird moment if you've never experienced yeah, yeah. it, where it's not just you know like a person has passed away, like you feel like you're almost in the room. Yeah. It was just, 
that was and again jk simmons being a powerhouse i think he conveyed that really well that scene that scene really got to me so at least in that aspect this film succeeded yes they did that well i just don't know why she's so whimsical it's so weird I guess that's endearing to him that she's just this like magical fairy with the pixie cut who makes this shitty stuff and lives in this weird (laughs) world. Like she's almost like Rapunzel, just like floating around doing shit. I don't understand her or his real appeal. Yeah. They just seemed, was he only into her because of the mother? connection or because she was dying because she even said that to him like what do you have some weird fetish like at least this has an end date so you don't have to worry about how long it's gonna last you know that actually brings up a question Hmm. could you date somebody under those circumstances or would you like pull the ripcord say you found out at like a date three how do you think you'd react probably like him i mean it's realistic it's just why like why why are we telling this story it's not all that romantic i don't know maybe it is i just didn't get it as like a real love story like wow like the notebook tells a love story that's Mm -hmm. a love story this is like a selfish dude who overcomes the selfishness enough to date this dying woman and does he learn anything and why is she the way she is? And does any of it matter? Because is their connection real? I don't know. It just, it has so many questions. And, and so I get it. It's like the autumn. Autumn is a beautiful time, but it also it represents death. You know, it's going toward the autumn of your life. And she's so beautiful, just like the leaves that are falling, but she's fleeting, just like the autumn, you know, and she's not going to last. And I just don't, I don't like fall. (laughs) Wait, you don't like fall? I've never liked fall. Why don't you like fall? I fucking hate it. Wait, the cold or what? I'd rather fast forward to January. I hate the time when summer is ending. Because you dis, it's not that you hate fall, you just don't like summer being over? Yeah. I don't like the sun going away. I don't like it getting colder. Mostly the sun going away. I don't like the heat that much. Oh, you get the seasonal. The yeah. seasonal. Uh, I don't like all the gray and all the leaves being gone. And fuck that. Sister, we're going to disagree on this. I could sit there with the, the sun going down at five o'clock Ugh. and a nice chill in the air. Five could, o'clock? Oh, yeah. Why? Because you What's can go there to, to do in the dark. Go to bed. <laughs> Just to go to bed. Oh, jeez. Not when you have kids. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. You, oh, you, oh, it's because you're cooped up in the house with the monsters. Yeah. Oh, see, I just go to bed by myself. Oh, Stretch out. Nice big bed. With your sandwich. My sandwich. Mm-hmm. And I, I, uh, this does feel like a good moment to thank two friends for a birthday gift. They sent me <laughs> sandwich meat with Sarah as the, as Courier. the sandwich meat mule. Yeah. So thanks, Jared, in front of the show, Donahoe. <laughs> uh, do you want to run through these sure you don't like fall what about you don't like pumpkins they're fine do you like spooky yeah mm-hmm. i was gonna say i thought you were a halloween type person yeah i like spooky you just don't like summer spooky ending. scary just don't like summer ending what werewolf for mitzvah boys spooky become, scary boys becoming, becoming men, men, men becoming, becoming wolves. wolves yes um and i love thanksgiving i think it's probably my favorite or it used to be growing up and it probably still is my favorite holiday just because it isn't tied to a religious occasion it's a time of reflection and giving thanks and being together that doesn't have anything to do with religion so it includes all people which i like and then it starts off christmas which is fun because i like the anticipation of christmas chocolate advent calendars yeah, I mean, once we get into December, I'm pretty fine. And then once we're into January, it's like, okay, so now it's you, winter. So pretty much but you just don't like October September and September and most of October. <laughs> and Wait, some of November. What, you can't say fuck September. It's been like a 90 the, this whole month. Yeah, but it's still getting darker. 
There was a meet cute in this Why movie. Why isn't the pool open if it's so warm? That's a good point. Why? Where are the pools? Where's my freedom? <laughs> the pool. Where's the summer? Sarah, the first of our romantic comedy tropes we're going to go through. The meet cute? There was a meet cute. Yeah. The grandma came up, recognized no, him. No, he sees her. Oh, okay. Sitting at the table with all of her friends. But well, he notices her, and then the grandma comes up. A very up, gay then... Sam Trammell, who is in True Blood, played a werewolf. Yeah. Wait, who was he in True Blood? Played a werewolf. Oh. He's the owner of the bar or the restaurant. True, True Blood. True Blood. Yeah. The one with Anna Paquin. No, I know True Blood. Yeah. I'm trying to look up. Oh no shit, that was him? Yeah. Oh wow, it yeah. is him. Mm-hmm. It it good eye. Thank you. Wow. I thought it's somebody else too. Who? The guy who was at the call center with Michael Scott in the office, the Indian guy who like was really one of the best salesmen and mm-hmm. brought his own yeah. food from home yeah. every night. He was in this. Was he? Yeah. Where was he? I can't remember. <laughs> In passing, though, I think he was like in the restaurant or something. I was like, "Oh shit, that's the guy!" Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I had one that I was really proud of a couple months ago, and then when I told somebody, they entirely shot it down. It was in oh. it was in Monk, oh, yeah. the uh, detective Stoudemire and Monk was uh, Buffalo Bill in Signs of the Lambs. Oh yeah, and, he's in a ton of stuff. I know, but it, someone walked in. I was like, "I got one for you. I finally got one." It was like. The Detective Stoudemire from Monk. And she goes, yeah, Buffalo Bill. God <laughs> fucking damn it. He's in that, me? Um, that new Netflix one with Oscar Isaacs and Charlie Hunnam that I think Catherine Bigelow directed. Mm. And he's in it. He's bad. He's in the Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. Oh, that movie was he's terrible. Bad. It didn't stop Emma from freaking out and crying because that one brontosaurus was crying. Oh, that on a was dock. so freaking sad. She lost yeah. her mind. I almost that. lost my mind. She, I can understand that. Like that night, couldn't sleep. Oh, because the brontosaurus. And I kept saying, "It's me. Ma- it's not real. It was it's made on the believe. computer." She's like, it's real to me. Damn it! <laughs> so <awful>. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. Wow. So we do have we do have a meet cute in this. That is one component of romantic comedy that yeah. is present in this. That's there. Yeah. The reason they can't be together. She's dying and he's a womanizer. That's also the re- she's dying is the together. reason they can be together. I would say he's a womanizer is the reason they can't be together and the flaw that you know drives them apart at one point. But I would say the reason that they're even together at all is because she's dying. Okay. You got me. You convinced me. Did I? With my hand yes, motions? Yes, yes. Sarah's pointing. Is, I know this is a podcast. Dramatically a pointing meeting. from the top of my arm's length down to the table. <laughs> okay. So far, so far, this is tracking like a romantic comedy, yeah. shockingly enough. There's a montage of her like fucking around with the beads. You, you, and said, him. Like you said a third of the movie. Yes. Yeah, her, her with touching beads. with the beads or the the cranes the paper cranes and as someone who Loves impulsively paper makes cranes. paper cranes all the time i i get it they're around but they're not magical i mean people do believe that they fucking are 500 of them in my life isn't probably. there a book a thousand paper cranes so you're halfway there <laughs> I guess, but I don't have cancer. I don't know. Well, good. I mean, not a <laughs> But there no. is, seems oh, to be a connection with people dying and, and paper cranes. I don't know what that means. Mm, probably. I feel like paper get highlight cranes. I don't know. That's planes. I feel like paper get highlight planes. If you catch me at the border, I got visas in my name. What song is this that <laughs> you're singing? <laughs> is this a song? Is this a rap song? <laughs> yeah. Is this a, an artist I would even know? M.I.A. No, I don't know that she artist. She ripped a picture of the um, guitar line alive. from The Clash and put it in her song Paper Planes. Hmm. And I was the only 18-year-old who knew <laughs> where that song came from. Wonderful. Like, this is a Clash song. Anyway. Okay, Job's the protagonist. Terrible she artist. A <laughs> dying artist. She's a dying artist. She's literally a dying artist. <laughs> and he is a restaurateur, right? Um, her sassy side friends are, I guess, the people that were at her birthday party, but yeah. we only see them fleetingly. 
And his is Anthony the Paglia, the Paglia. It's with a G, but actual in Italian, you don't pronounce the G. Like my dad's good friends growing up were the Badagalias. But if you're really pronouncing it, it's Badalia. Badalia. Yeah. Anyway. And then Anthony LaPaglia gives him a back to reality speech about how, and it's so true. It doesn't end on a happily ever after. The ending of any story is someone getting left when the other one dies or leaves them, I guess. Like, unfortunately, that's really the truth. And I love that he's like, if you don't believe that, then you're going to be toasting yourself in the mirror on Christmas Eve. Like, it's so good I love that No that wasn't good That was good. probably my favorite That was a line. good speech I wrote that down And uh, He also was like Are you fucking serious You had sex with your ex On my roof At a party That you came to With your dying girlfriend Like really I love that So even Even he's just like What the fuck He brings it? like a breath Of fresh air To this crazy ass story He's like What the fuck is going on In this movie Yeah Why am I here <laughs> What's happening? J.K. Simmons, you want to get out of here? A <laughs> uh, city, obviously. New York. New York. Autumn in New York. Autumn. Uh, nobody has any good boobs, unfortunately. There are no boobs. I don't believe, yeah, there's no boobs in this. So obviously not a romantic comedy because of that. Yes. Also, Vera Farmiga doesn't age. She's like... Just perpetually that age. Like, she is in this, which is 1999. And she's in Meet Joe Black in like 2003 or something. That's the first time I caught wind of her. And then she was in my favorite role, The Departed. She was Matt Damon's lover slash girlfriend. And she looks fantastic. She was up in the air with George Clooney. And then she was in the Bates Motel. Now she's currently in the Bates Motel. She was also in Godzilla King of the Monsters, it says. Mm. I don't know how old she is in this. But I think she's playing older than she actually is because she's such a baby. And I'm like, why are you here again? What is everyone doing here? So she's 46 right now. Okay. So 26-ish and filmed. Okay. Well, I guess that's about where she's supposed to be. If he's 48 and I think he was 22 and he got Millie pregnant, whoever the hell Millie is. Anyway, precocious child. Not that I can think of. No, the Polio's kids are... The only children. Yeah. Cameos would be the only people we just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, which aren't no, really cameos. So not really. There's no levity in this. There's no levity at it's all. It's so fucking serious. Yeah, there's not a comedy. It, it, and the soundtrack sucks. It's not a soundtrack. It's, it's just, just no, a series yeah. of sad tinklings on the piano. Yeah, and again, make it ominous, and it's a horror film. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. Nothing, to, nothing to it there. Yeah, a few, like like smash cuts really fast yeah. to something scary and maybe one like jump scare and you've got a you've got a movie. horror movie absolutely <laughs> we could re-edit this i bet we could cut this down to a nice neat 45 minutes and make it a horror movie <laughs> without having to add any additional filming yeah topher grace could do a great job oh. at editing this down maybe we should tag topher grace can this. you do this please? yeah like well he does do editing for fun so does he? yeah he should do this. oh no he like re-edited star wars or something when his wife went out of town one oh weekend. yeah you're telling me about that yeah and it's like supposed yeah. to be a really good cut huh. and even on i think it was on Marin or somebody and or no he was oh. on uh no he's on pete holmes and he was talking about how he huh. just edits movies down but they get really good uh, fan acclaim oh. i would love to see him cut this down to 45 yeah. minutes to an hour and That'd make it a fun. horror movie um, he incidentally is in the underrated rom-com Wednesday that Carrie just posted. Carrie Winfrey posted one called the Tin Man with Chris, Chris Messina and, oh. um, oh my God, who's the girl? Jenna Fisher from the office oh. and Tova Grace is in it and he has long hair, like shoulder length no. wavy hair. Oh, I think it looks good and creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not supposed to be. No, no, he's not. Okay. I'm on board with it. Yeah. Yeah. Total buy-in. I'll show you. We'll, we'll post it on this week's episode. Wow. Last week, I was smart enough to start posting things we'd mentioned. Ooh. So I have them like listed. Oh, nice. And yeah. All as one post. Nice. So I'm smart. 
finally. Okay, what else do we have on here? That this is not supernatural. It's not a screwball comedy. I, I, we can't call it anything. It's, it's just a drama. Anything. Yeah. It's anything. It's a, it's a it's romantic a drama. Yeah. There's no real... I guess there's drama. I don't know. There's no story in order to be drama. Yeah. Though. It's just a fucking terrible Sour, story where yeah. who knows if anyone even learned anything it's like here these things happened ta-da okay so then is that everything on the list or what i do want to say one thing this i feel like is the last hurrah of 90s optimism you know the Great economical boom of the 90s, New York, great times, weird fashion before September 11th happened. Because this is the last autumn before September 11th. Oh, you're right. And they do show the Twin Towers in this movie. And it just feels very innocent and very like... This is our life. This is New York. La, 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 la. There's no real worldly perspective. There's no reflection on America. You know, it's like a lot of shit happened after that, that this wouldn't fly. This couldn't be after September 11th, you know? You you just saying that it felt innocent. You're right. For a serious is this movie wants to be it yeah. is oddly innocent yeah it's because the perspective is so navel gazing <laughs> navel gazing yeah where you're just looking at your own self oh okay i've never, never heard, heard that. of navel gazing no i've never heard that phrase yeah. where you're just so wrapped up in your own shit <laughs> that, that it really couldn't exist like this a year later now before we say how much we think this was romantic comedy mm-hmm. do you know what the tagline on the poster for it was no never forget no <laughs> i mean i guess I wish it was. you're not super far <laughs> off i guess it love is never forget. it is he fell in love for the first time uh-uh. she fell in love forever oh she should have said for the last time Oh, you're right. Duh. Ooh, but the, but then that would have told Forever, you she fuck died. You. What do you know? What's happening in the? Oh, okay. In the her afterlife. Forever. <laughs> All right. So, Sarah, if a if an alien plunked down and said, "I want to see a romantic comedy," scale of one to ten, ten being quintessential romantic oh, comedy, God, one like being a nothing. Three. I was gonna go. There's I was no gonna go comedy. With, I, I was gonna go with like a four, but yeah, three There's or no four. This is. There's there is like. I like we said there's romance but it's like kind of forced ish like it doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. why they're interested in each other I guess there mm. is attraction and there's an occasional joke or laugh maybe so but... there's two people on screen together a lot in a romantic setup in a in a situation which is very rom-com-esque with the um, location the jobs and how it's set up with the friends and stuff, but that, but it's not yeah. a rom-com. It's a rom-com setup, but it's not a rom-com. Well, and I think they could have easily, if, if they'd want, it was obviously not the point of this movie to be a romantic comedy. That became very clear to me about two thirds of the way in. <laughs> very clear. <laughs> I hung on to it for a long time. Mm. I'm dead serious. I was like, just sitting there like, all right, it's coming. It's coming. When's the funny part? When's Richard's gonna happen? Richard's gears Richard Gear is gonna split his pants at any moment now. <laughs> it's just gonna get real interesting. It, I I think that they could have made this a romantic comedy very easily just by making it a little more lighthearted, put in some more jokes, keep her sick, but have her come out of the surgery alive. You know, yeah. like there's a way to do that and have that that the auspice of death hanging over their head. You can even have the last line it. be like, well, what are we going to do now? Like, now yeah, alive, yeah. You know? see, there's a way to do it. Yeah. And it was this, this was, yeah, at tops three, three, four ish. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking for a romantic comedy, steer clear of this bad don't boy. Don't go. Don't watch it. Just don't watch it. Again, it's available on YouTube. Yeah. That's a pretty strong you statement. You do better watching uh, Hocus and- Pocus and then Home Alone. <laughs> Right, <laughs> or Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands and Home Alone too. Yeah, Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, there you go. 
Yes, you can tell which one of us has children and which <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> the, the one, the one that wants the sun to go down early so he can go to bed doesn't have children. That's right. All right. Well, that's all I really have. Yeah, there's not a lot. All right. Well, Sarah, if people wanted to look on Instagram and see some photos relevant to today's episode and prior episodes, mm-hmm, where would they look? Romcomcom d o t com. On Instagram. On Instagram. There you go. And on Facebook. And on Facebook. Yep. Excellent. And if they heard the opening or outro song, and they were like, I like that song. Mm -hmm. That song really made me uh, wiggle my bottom and dance my feet. Where would they look to find some of uh, those those fine tunes? On Bandcamp, right? I think on Bandcamp. I think they might be on iTunes, maybe even now. This is my suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. But what song? This is my suitcase. But what song? Love. And what album? The Keys to Cat Heaven. Yeah. Look up uh, This Is My Suitcase. They're they're good. Yeah. And they've got a lot of good side projects. So mm-hmm. check them out. And, and you can also go to Brewdog in Canal see, Winchester. And see Nick Manos see there. Nick, yeah. The bassist for the band. He can regale you with tales. Yes. Um, yeah, that's all I really got this week. Yeah. I had fun, Sarah. Me too. I hope you all had fun listening. Goodbye. And sorry, yeah, and sorry we didn't do a romantic comedy this week. We didn't know. We were all learning together. <laughs>